When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show, folks. Wanted to do this uh, primer on the Fantasy Premier League uh, contest or league, uh, I guess you would call it, uh, format. Just so uh, folks that, you know, want to follow along with uh, their Premier League team and do it in a different way with Fantasy. Uh, The Premier League game uh, hosted through the Fantasy Premier League. Uh, so if you go to the Barclays Fantasy uh, Premier uh, Premier League site, they have a section for their Fantasy League. So it's a free Fantasy League. Uh, obviously, there are private contests you could join or set up yourself. Uh, but overall, it's free, you know, and you just compete against everyone across the world uh, globally. And you see how large the game is. Uh, you know, I think by last check... Uh, across uh, the spectrum of uh, how many people are playing uh, the fancy Premier League game, uh, I believe it's over 10 million uh, people uh, like in contests uh, again this year. Uh, it, it, it's loaded. I, I mean, you're you're competing against millions of people, like in in terms of uh, players. Uh, maybe it's not 10 million. I mean, it might it might be only eight, but it's like. You know, you've still got a significant number of people uh, that you're playing in these uh, leagues against, uh, you know, and it's just selecting players. And, you know, in terms of the format, you have your starting, uh, you have your starting uh, set of players, uh, you know, you have uh, your starting 11, uh, you know, just as you would with any soccer match, you, you got set, uh, 11 players on the pitch. Uh, or in the field, and your roster construction uh, in fantasy, you don't do a, a typical draft like you would in uh, in for NFL fantasy. Uh, instead, you are drafting your team from scratch, and you have a budget of a hundred million uh, to work with to draft fifteen players. So you know players have their specific salary. Obviously, the better the player, the more expensive they are. And you have to uh, construct your lineup accordingly. And, you know, the interesting part about all this is the fact that, you know, there are different routes you can do in terms of construction because you could load up on star players. You could have uh, more uh, more role players or bench players. Let me be clear. You don't want bench players. <laughs> like, uh, if the guys aren't regularly starting for your fantasy team, you don't want to be playing them uh, in this format because every start matters. 
Uh, so if a guy is more of a rotation player and he comes off the bench, it's harder to make it work uh, m- more than anything else uh, in having uh, guys uh, you know, come off the bench and not regularly start. You want to have those fantasy points for minutes played because you do get points for total minutes played, uh, a point for like entering a contest, and after you get 60 minutes of playing time, uh, you get uh, your second point uh, for playing. So it, it does become a big deal in terms of playing time, uh, bench players versus uh, actual starters. But, um, yeah, in terms of the format and how things uh, kind of go, uh, points uh, kind of vary by position as well. So you get points for assists and, most importantly, goals. but uh, the the points are allocated for assists and goals vary based off of your position. So a uh, goal scored by the striker up top, you get four points for each goal. Uh, in terms of midfielders, you get five points for every goal scored. And for uh, uh, defensive players, you get six points for each goal. So y- you do get more value uh, from certain positions. If they're attacking, defensive players you want to have those players uh on your squad there's there's no if ands or buts about it 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 is far more valuable uh having some of these more offensive defensive players on your roster as opposed to uh just a defender who may get a clean sheet but if they're not attacking it's a lot harder uh to justify and again pricing matters a lot so there's actually one player who is not owned and needs to be owned in your roster. And there's one name I'm going to drop. Uh, he plays for Liverpool. He's going to be a starter this year. Uh, he goes by the name of Costantinos Samikas. Uh, that is Samikas with a T. Uh, uh, T-S-I-M-I-K-A-S. Uh, he's only four, uh, four pounds in game pricing. You have to have him on your roster. He is going to be in Liverpool's winger uh, winger position, and the way Liverpool plays uh, defense, they have those wingers attacking down the side. So uh, you have uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, being very offensive. You have uh, Andrew uh, Robertson, also offensive, uh, but uh, he's also good. Uh, uh, they usually have... Uh, the winger, so out on the outside, so Alexander Arnold and Samikas are supposed to be the wingers in Liverpool's formation. Uh, you're going to have Ro- uh, Robertson attacking more uh, as well uh, compared to most center backs, but because uh, Virgil Van Dyke, he can afford to, uh, which is, again is why I talk about knowing who's healthy, who's not. It makes a difference. But Samikas is so cheap. You have to have them in your roster. I, I'll say that from the outset uh, to folks uh, when setting up their team. Samika's got to be in your roster. Um, I would also say Trent Alexander-Arnold should be in your roster. But Alexander-Arnold is 7'5". Samika's is 4. Uh, you, you do the math. It, it makes a lot of sense having both. But if you're only playing one Liverpool defender, Samika's got to be in there. No question about it. Samika's definitely you got to have them in there. Um, but, uh, in terms of, uh, pricing, you know, 
defenders aren't going to score all that often, which is why I mentioned Liverpool's defensive uh, setup. Uh, they're going to be very offensive, so it makes sense to target them, and the best way to target them is by having Samikas. But, uh, you know, in terms of overall budgeting, you know, realistically, you want, if you got $100 million, like, you really want to have your goalkeepers account for no more than 10 of that $100 million. Uh, at most 10 uh, between the starter, because you have to, uh, out of the 15 players, you have to have one starter and one backup. So for the goalkeepers, uh, you got to have two goalkeepers. Uh, for the defenders, you have to have five defenders. Uh, you have to start a minimum of three defenders. So you can't just all load up on strikers. Um, but, you know, so you at least have two defenders on the bench, but uh, the goalkeepers got to have two. So no more to, I would say no more than 10 realistically uh, for your budget to allocate for your keepers because you need to have money to spend for offense and defense. Defense, uh, you got five players. You're effectively trying to put together a defense for about a quarter of your budget. So, you know, you're looking at it like 100, 100, uh, 100 uh, uh, million in, in terms of. Uh, or hundred pounds, or like however math you you're you're equating for what the true value of these players are for fantasy purposes. You want to have a quarter of that allocated to defense for five players. So again, doing the math, you got twenty five for five. So an average of five per player. That's why I'm saying Samikas. Realistically, he's got to be in your roster. It, it just it makes too much sense. He's going to be offensive. He's going to be cheap. Uh, it's a complete misprice. Uh, they did, uh, like the folks doing this did not do their research on Liverpool and how they were going to use certain players to make us earn the starting job. You got to have them in your, in your lineups, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of putting together a roster like Samikas, like it being four, it allows you to fit in uh, a couple of different uh, defenders as well. Uh, like I'm saying, uh, and just makes it worthwhile. So uh, I would certainly go down that route in terms of uh, roster construction. Then as you kind of move along uh, and uh, putting together your midfield, you know, this is where the bulk of your salary is going to be spent. Uh, You know, I know some folks will go even so much as, allocating 50% of their budget to the midfield because you have so many creative players that can generate offense. I want to go that far. I think you can go somewhere in the forties, um, you know, anywhere from 40 to 45% of your budget being allocated uh, to the midfield makes a ton of sense because yes, you want to have three dominant midfielders that are the primary set piece takers on their teams. So free kicks, penalty kicks, you want to have those types of players just because it's a good way of scoring goals because not every striker is going to be the set piece taker. They're not going to take PKs. So, you you know, again, kind of doing the research and looking through players of who's doing what makes a ton of sense. So guys like Kevin De Bruyne makes sense. Uh, Mo Salah for Liverpool, even though he's functions more as a striker, uh, you know, he actually uh 
qualifies as a midfielder. He plays the false nine position, so uh, it, it works. Uh, Bruno Fernandez for uh, United, absolutely. Uh, he's the PK taker for United. He's the man who creates all the scoring chances uh, for their offense. Uh, you know, he's expensive. He's 12. Salah, you're probably running about, uh, I think it's 11.5. Or, no, no, not, that was last year. He, he got priced up. He's 12.5 uh, this year. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's expensive to draft these guys. So if you're drafting them, you got to be able to find more budget players that are going to have opportunities to score. Um, Said uh, Ben Rama uh, for West uh, West Ham is an option. He's only going to run you about uh, six uh, uh, six in terms of salary. Uh, you know you got. Uh, Josh Brownhill for Burnley, cheap. Uh, he's four or five. Uh, does a lot of crosses. You know, might uh, might be able to generate some offense. Uh, you're not looking for Burnley to score a ton, but you you do want to have uh, you know one budget guy to lower the salary cost so you can fit in more expensive midfielders um, that will play. Uh, uh, number of minutes and then you know your bench guy yes he can start maybe he might get a uh, a couple of points here and there but realistically you're using him as the salary saver in a way uh, for your roster construction and then finally uh, you got the strikers and you know again I know some folks go crazy on strikers so they go less on midfield and more into strikers where they may allocate 30% or more of their budget to strikers I would say your allocation for strikers should be about 20 to 25% of that um, 100, uh, 100 pound uh, mark because strikers are very hard to find <laughs> in, in uh, consistent goals from. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, if the striker's not getting service, they're just not going to score that many goals. So, uh, it's it's one of those catch twenty twos where you're better off having uh, access to <clears throat> uh, access to uh, the midfielders that are generating chances than necessarily the strikers. But for the strikers, you know you got to have them, and it's good to have at least one that's a consistent goal scorer or at least drawing the the bulk of the shot opportunities for their teams to make it worthwhile. So uh, a lot of times you're kind of looking at uh, how many shots uh, your striker may have in a game, uh, you know, just looking through some of the numbers because uh, that's where it, it kind of at least gives you an idea of, uh, you know, how many chances uh, were created, uh, how uh, much it, uh, much agency they have, uh, and, and they're getting, uh, 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 getting access to the ball. And, you know, the fantasy league will also indicate, you know, who is, uh, having influence on the game. They'll rank it. They'll rank the strikers throughout the season. So you at least have an idea of who's doing well, who's not doing so well. And also if you check, uh, once you uh, start setting up your team, if you start checking through the uh, the transfers, you'll see uh, there will be search options for uh, by position, um, 
who's the most owned players, who's transferred the most. So when you select your team, that team is set up for the season if you want to leave it that way. But realistically, you're going to be changing that team throughout the season. It's just that you're usually limited to one free transfer per week unless you save that transfer for the following week. Then you can make two transfers in a week. You can't stock up as many transfers as you want. They cap it at two. So realistically, they want you being attentive to the game at least uh, twice a week. Uh, 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 Just so you can see who's doing what on your roster. And the interesting thing about the Premier League game is that the value of your players changes over time. So if your players are doing well, they're going to increase in value as uh, more owners transfer your players into their squads. So bumping up the value of your team. If your players aren't doing so well, owners are going to sell them and transfer them out into the market, and it makes it less valuable, and the value of your team goes down. So when you're trying to make those changes to your roster, your team value could go down or your value may have been increased and it makes it easier for you to transfer in other players that uh, have the same or lesser value of your uh, current uh, squad uh, member. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting dynamic uh, to kind of work off of and how you employ certain strategies. So I'll get into that further during the year as I kind of explain my transfer strategies and what I'm looking to do. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of do this initial primer just so you guys have an idea. So uh, the cheap plays uh, at forward that I would suggest would be Denny Ings um, for Aston Villa at eight. And you also have Yvonne Tony at uh, at Brentford, who's six five. Uh, Tony, I'm not as sure about Ings. I know will be scoring goals. Uh, he will be a consistent goal scorer. Um, Michaela Antonio for West Ham also uh, going to be a goal scorer. He's seven five. Uh, these are all builds that I would say I'm going to have a combination of these guys. Uh, maybe I'll have all three of them. But the reason why you want them in your forward spot is they're cheap enough where they're not in the double digit range of some of the other strikers you may see, and it gives you flexibility in terms of allocating more resources to the midfield, which I think is the better way of going about it. And it allows you to fit in some of the more premium defenders uh, like an Alexander Arnold or an Andrew Robertson that will be scoring points uh, on the back end and the defense side. So, you know, it makes sense uh, in terms of your roster construction to kind of go about it that way. So I'll leave that off for here. Uh, You know, obviously, uh, the season just started. It's going to be taking up the bulk of the year because it's 38 games for the Premier League. So you got 38 weeks of fantasy Premier League uh, week set up uh, to go through. So uh, I think it's a fun game. It, you know, it, you don't have you don't have to take it seriously. There are people who do take it extremely seriously and how they are ranked and how important their their top rank is in terms of getting into top 1,000 or whatever benchmark they're going by, but it is fun to play the game and and kind of seeing how your team performs throughout the year. So uh, I would highly recommend uh, folks to join. Uh, You can join at any point during the year as well. It's just that, you know, your points are accrued from when you join the game. So obviously it makes sense to join now before the season starts, but uh, you know, 
like I said, you can join at any point during the season, uh, and the game will allow you to play regardless. So, uh, you know, have a crack at it. It, it is fun. So, uh, give it a shot and, uh, you know, I'll do some content on it throughout the year as to, uh, how I'm managing, uh, my roster build and kind of go from there. So, uh, that's all for now, but, uh, Hope you guys uh, enjoyed the primer and best of luck in your fantasy team development for Premier League. Until next time, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.